It's Authors Revealed, and I'm Becky Anderson. I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for this event to come, but we have Brian Ogg, one of the greatest people who knows Naperville history like no other person, is with his new book. It's about Naperville. It's called Naperville, A Brief History. Everyone who is a citizen of this great city should have this book. Brian, congrats. The day's finally here. Yes. The book is out on shelves and here at Anderson's. We are so excited because mm -hmm. we're going to be hosting your launch event tonight. Yes, yeah. I'm very excited. Um, Naperville has become my adopted home and to launch a book from my adopted home and at Anderson's, a very well-established bookstore, is just an incredible honor for me. Yeah, well, it's an honor for us because we have been waiting for a book like this for a very long time. 40 so. years. 40 years. So I know this is not your first book and you've written before, yes. but how does this one feel? How does it feel to have it finally out there? Well, this this is like a big baby. Yeah, right, <laughs> this is right. almost like twins. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have written before. I've written uh, for the Peoria Historical Society. I've written independently. I've published independently. But to work with a national press yeah. and to work uh, uh, or to write about a town that is truly incredible and has incredible history has truly been an honor. And has I've just met so many neat people and seen so many neat collections that it's it's wonderful. So we haven't had any book even similar to this since 1975 when Genevieve Towsley's book came mm -hmm. out. And that was based a lot on her columns, The, the Grapevine. Yes. So, but this, this to me is a real history. And that book, that book has a lot of sentiment, sentimental value to me mm -hmm. because it was one of those books that came out and everybody in the family had to get one. So we all have one. You know? Right. But, um, and that was a long time ago. So there's been a lot of history mm -hmm. since 1975. There has been a lot yeah, of history right. and a history that's not been told. Uh, even books that have been written about Naperville after 1975 have t touched on s subjects, but they really haven't been a comprehensive history. Right. And, and this book cannot be a be-all, end-all. I mean, there's just a lot that's happened. So yeah. it is a brief history, but I really want it to be that welcome mat to, to people who come to Naperville. Yeah. So what was the spark or the germs that started to grow for you to write this history? Well, more than six years ago, well, almost nearly 10 years ago, uh, ha after I'd been, after I'd moved to Naperville, people said, when are you gonna write a book? When are you gonna yeah. write a book? You know, you know so much. And it just never was in the cards. It was just never in the timeline. Uh, so when I was approached to write a book after, you know, having been a while in, in my profession, I thought, you know, now is the time. And especially with Nichols Library coming oh, down yeah. uh, or the potential threat of yes, it coming right. down, that preservation in Naperville, you know, we're losing a lot of our physical history. Right. And I thought this is a perfect time. And then Cohen's coincidentally it's right. the bicentennial right. of the state so right. in yeah. a way this is a, a birthday present yeah and it's a great birthday present and you know I have always said and many people say in Naperville that you are the quintessential expert on Naperville history well wow. <laughs> no absolutely no one knows as much as you do about this city and it's and its past so. but I've had the privilege of learning and I've, I've said this to that people ask me you know, do you live here have you lived here is your family from here yeah. And I've said this more than once. I mean, God gave us two ears. 
And so I listen a lot and I, I take it in and I'm a storyteller, so, yeah. so I like to tell. Well, and talking about storytelling, I thought this book read so easily in that narrative more, you know, there are some histories that are so dry. It's, mm -hmm. it's facts, it's just, but this read in a really wonderful narrative way. It well, was easily you. readable, but, and it, I kept hearing you in my head, <laughs> oh, yes. you know? And, you know, when I've heard you speak, you know, different lectures are talking about certain things, but I, it's just like having a conversation with you reading the book. Well, thank you. And yeah. that, I think, is one of the hallmarks of my writing, is it, and when I used to teach history yeah. at the community college level it, it's I bring it home it's it's people know me and then they understand what I'm saying and and they enjoy history again they, they are no longer afraid of it yeah and you know there's so many histories you can read and the ones that I truly get more out of are the ones that are in a narrative more format that build the story and that they bring in the characters that mm -hmm. sort of drive the storyline but you're absorbing so much and you don't even realize it but you're it's, it's just great storytelling thank you yeah. thank you yeah so, um, knowing, you know, that this is out and a lot of your friends, and I know a lot of them will be here tonight, yes. a lot of your fans, mm -hmm. but what are you hearing, you know, when you, when you were putting this book together and the people knew it was coming out, what are, you, what are you hearing so far about what people hear about the book? Since it's just, we just got it in. Actually. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're very anxious. Yeah. They're buying two and three copies for family members yeah. and yeah. for friends abroad. Um, they, they... They weren't really asking me, what am I going to say? What am I not going to say? They all asked the question, what do we know? What do we not know? Yeah. I said, you have to read the book. Right. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> about the stuff you don't know. Right. But I, I love that Mayor Pradle did the foreword to this book before he died, and he did it last May, mm -hmm. and, um, and before he passed away in September. So what was that like, talking to him before this and having him write that? Well, uh, Mayor Pradle and I, ever since I came to Naperville, uh, we've had a, uh, a really fun relationship. I mean, it started off as I was an employee uh, at the, at, uh, with the city, and, and he was the mayor, and there would be different history qu questions, and we would bump into each other at different places. But over the years, he took me in, really, as, as a, an adopted son of Naperville. Yeah, wonderful. And for him to, I gave him the first chapter and the last chapter of the book in manuscript form mm -hmm. so that he would get an idea yeah, of, yeah. of what he would write about or what he would endorse. Sure. Yeah. And he, he liked it. He was very impressed with it, and I think his foreword speaks of oh, that. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. You know, so what, talking about Mayor Pradle and his influence, you know, you know, he was in the same high school class as my aunt. Mm -hmm, <laughs> she mm -hmm. used to help him with his homework. Oh, he yeah. always would you know, say that sort of But what would you, what, what is his influence? Because he had, you know, his whole life, you know, he, he was in service to the city. Well, it, yeah. it, I mean, it, and I really try to promote that in this book, that really 20 years, when you speak of Naperville anywhere in the yeah. state, oh, sure. Pradle comes up. And, and uh, at his memorial, I mean, just the lines, the hours of lines of the people that he touched, uh, his influence was in every aspect of Naperville, uh, culturally, spiritually, physically. And there will be no equal to Mayor Pradle as far as, uh, and again, he was a transplant. He, he was yeah. not born here, um, but he made this his home. Naperville made him. That's right. And there could not have been a, a better, bigger um, cheerleader for this city Absolutely. in all aspects. So, and that's yeah. why I feel terribly, terribly honored to have had him write yeah, the foreword. Yeah. 
Well, I think it was perfect. Mm -hmm. So the cha the book is put into seven chapters. Yes. And I, I love the way you started it with, a prairie is shaped by many forces. Yes. And you had a wonderful quote there from Mae Watts, May Theodore Watts, mm -hmm. who I grew up with and remember walking down to her house and she oh. had the most magnificent gardens mm -hmm. down there, which are all... And it's so funny when you think about someone like that, a world-renowned botanist, and, and you see her books, mm -hmm. even in other places around the country, those guides to the trees and all sorts of things. Um, so, so you started with the prairie, and yes. you, you started with, with her. And then I love the way you ended the book, More Flowers on the Pathway of Life. So I thought that was really wonderful. But seven chapters, how did you decide to divide the history of the city into those seven chapters? And was that difficult trying to get everything under you know. it, it was difficult, um, you know, as a historian one tends to, to tell the story chronologically, mm -hmm. the beginning, the end, or the, you know, four words. Um, but what I started with, and, and, and this is the way my life and history is, things are attracted to me like a, a magnet, and this was the natural flow of things. First you start with Prairie, and then the DuPage River that winds its way through Naperville. Yeah. What attracted the Native Americans? What attracted right. Joseph Naper? Um, and then that last quote of the book was yeah. just pure coincidence that we start with prairies and we end with and flowers. flowers. Um, they just things just work yeah. out. And I thought it was just such a wonderful way to start it because, you know, we, we need to know what was here before any pioneer or anyone had mm -hmm. moved in here. Mm -hmm. But it, it kind of reminded me a little bit where you started off a little bit of James Michener and how oh. we would start with the dawn of time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, all those but I thought it was beautiful. Um, but, how, you know, the research, and I know you've done so much research over mm -hmm. the years and you're such a thorough researcher and whether it's, you know, it's excavating something or looking at something on a site, but all the different ways in which you research history mm -hmm. from so many different angles. What kind of research did you put into this book more than even what, what you had done before? Well, uh, having been in the profession that I was in, mm -hmm. uh, I dealt with a lot of libraries, a lot of archives, and a lot of primary material, a lot of photographs, diaries, and letters mm -hmm. and things. Um, for whatever reason, my brain is wired to remember things. Yeah. Um, but when I started really after uh, 1975 and really where Towsley left off, because the 1930s and 40s is just not a story that's told here in Naperville, mm -hmm. I had to seek other sources. And those sources now, remarkably, in our 21st century are online. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not to give away, you know, <laughs> my professional <laughs> secrets, yeah, sure. um, but newspapers.com, ancestries.com, uh, find a grave. Um, newspapers.com is a great way to look at Naperville from outside of Naperville. So yeah. the Tribune reporters or DeKalb or the Rockford Gazette, they're all, some of those are AP stories, uh, press stories that are going mm -hmm. around, but it, it gave us the perspective of what was important to report on about Naperville. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, when People research, whether it's for a fiction or whether it's even for nonfiction, it's so easy to get so involved in the research. It's like just the hunt, the hunt, the hunt. I yeah. need to find that. Is it easy to go down the rabbit hole? Absolutely. And when, and, and when do you stop and know, I have to sit down and write this book? Uh, well, my publisher gave me deadlines. <laughs> well, that helps. Right? And right. what I did, I did create outlines and I did create um, forms that I kind of plunked information into and said, and if it fell out, then I either made a footnote out of it if I felt like it was important, or it just didn't make the cut. Right, right. Okay, and um, what was, 
what would you consider in all the research and, and all the stuff you've ever done on Naperville history is the most surprising piece uh, that you've ever discovered or uncovered? I said. Well, that literally or figuratively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. um, I. That's a hard one, and I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> um, I think kind of everything is yeah. incredible. Um, I think there are things that. And again, I, I don't want to take away from the book okay, itself. Okay, don't, don't. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. That. Okay. But uh, I think people will be surprised how alike we are, but how unique we are to yeah. other communities. Yeah. And I think you say that in your introduction, you know, mm -hmm. that we're, we're common, but then we're uncommon. And right. Right. Those types of things. Um, so you've done a lot of things, you know, whether it being a, a college professor or being a historian, a preservationist, all those types mm -hmm. of things. Why, why is preserving and learning about our, our history and local history especially, why is that so important to all of us? Well, it, it is, it's important because we are, we are part of a greater family. Uh, whether you look at it as the planet, as the continent, as, this, as the country, but if we can't get along with our neighbors, if we don't understand our history of how we came to be, either on a personal level or a mm -hmm. community level, then we've forgotten really what civilized us in the first place. Yeah, right. Um, you know, Joe Naper. Yes. You know, the vast majority <laughs> of the people who live here really don't know who was Joe Naper mm -hmm. and really what influence did he have on the future of this city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's always been, in the past, there were sort of conflicting views of who he really was. Right. So give us your impression of, of Joe Naper and what his influence was on what Naper has become. Well, I, I think there has been conflict as to, yeah. you know, who he was, was he a rogue, was he a hero, et cetera. Yeah, right. Um, but everything that I found in the written, in the written evidence, mm -hmm. not in oral history, but in the written evidence, is, is that he was not unlike any other 19th century individual who uh, was well-schooled, well-trained, um, whether it was in the public schools or he had private education. We really don't know a lot about his early life, but he was smart enough to know surveying, he was smart enough to sail, to build ships, to be a merchant, um, to conduct business, uh, something that he carried on to his family uh, in, in his sons. Um, he was wise enough to bring, to, to bring people here, to give them a start in life, for them to grow their families, their businesses. Yeah. Um, and I think the legacy is that when came, it came time to name the town, it was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. And when, when did Naperville get its, its name? What year was that, do you know? Well, it, it's interesting. Yeah. It, the earliest map uh, that I was able to locate was from the Black Hawk War of 1832, okay. and it just said Napers Settlement. Settlement, okay. Uh, then the next maps that show Napiersville with an I-E apostrophe right. S uh, were 1842. Um, so there's a big gap as far as what's what we find in the written yeah, record. Yeah. But they were calling it that before it was actually established. I suspect that uh, when we became a county in 1839, it was on a county map okay. as Naperville. Okay. And it's, you know, a lot of people don't know that he was a Vermont native. As were many Many people. Of the Even first. some of my ancestors came from Vermont. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they settled in the Stephen in Douglas. Yeah. And, and uh, so a lot of, yeah. lot of connection to Vermont. Yeah, so interesting. Um, so, you know, when we talk about the city and, and of course, you know, the, the growth and the success, um, 
What do you think he did besides, you know, starting all these things? What did he? What legacy did he live, leave for his, say, his sons mm -hmm. and f for future generations? Mm -hmm. Do you think? Well, he was very influential, of course, in the first um, government, the mm -hmm. village government. Yeah. He was elected our first right. village president or mayor. Um, so I think it was his establishment of uh, cultural and and physical place to be, place of town. Mm -hmm. I think it was his heroism, say, in the Black Hawk War, even the Mexican War, his patriotism. I think these were all models by which his sons and other members of the community uh, looked up to. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is a spirit of adventure that mm -hmm. other Naperville's, whether they uh, stayed here their whole life, but they might have branched out and gone on sure. to other things. I think of Paul Serrano, the uh, the uh, Anthropolo Anthropolo yeah. anthropologist and, yeah. and uh, discovered so many great finds in the dinosaur world. Oh, yeah. Started His family is from Naperville. From Naperville. He's, yeah. he's right I grew up with him. Right yeah. downtown yeah. Naperville right. here. So yeah. the, and so many other people that have had their beginnings here, yeah. e either uh, growing up or they came to college here yeah. and, and got their start. Right. So, you know, the, when you think of all the people that you've studied that were a part of this history, mm -hmm. um, who, who stands out for you as the most unique mm. or interesting? I know there's many, but th are there any characters, or maybe to somebody who has, was a real character? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a theme that I'd like to explore later, okay. but I really yeah. think that Peter Kraler is, yeah. is quite sure. the character. Yeah. And, and, and those who first founded the Naperville Lounge Company, um, these were all um, either sons of immigrants or immigrants, and they, they came together with an idea and they had, it was labor. They were building something and then selling something. And right here in Naperville, yeah. and eventually Peter Kraler joined the staff and, and created the world's largest upholstered furniture right. manufacturer. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember that whistle going off mm -hmm. growing up. So every and, how, and how he influenced yeah. the town. I mean, if you talk oh, about yeah. people who influenced the town. Yeah. So. Um, so what do you think, Event-wise, what what's happened in this city um, have really shaped it? Was there one particular event or something that happened that sort of turned the tide mm -hmm. or, or, or turned the direction of where our history was going? Absolutely. Uh, I think without a doubt, I would say that the introduction of the uh, tech corridor, the research tech corridor, I think that Naperville uh, had been a stagnant agricultural small town. Now, mm -hmm. not, I'm not using stagnant as a negative. No, I'm just right, saying that right. the growth was limited. Mm -hmm. um, but with the decision to uh, revitalize uh, the area, especially north of town, mm -hmm. uh, and using the, the interstate as the corridor, right. I think that attracted very large businesses and very intelligent businesses because those uh, people who were involved in those industries became uh, members of the school board, the library board, oh, and they yeah. began to really influence the cultural amenities of this town. Right. You know, it's incredible when you think about all the things that have done their bit to get Naperville where it is today, you know, whether it was a railroad coming or where, mm -hmm. you know, developers and the early subdivisions that mm -hmm. started to mm -hmm. grow, and North Central College, or like you said, you know, Peter Kraler, and all of that are important businesses. but. The things that really helped develop our infrastructure too in mm -hmm. this city, but they they really made a difference. And there's just so much to our history that I don't know if people realize it. 
They or, they just, or they take it for granted. <laughs> yes. Let's put it that way. Right. I yeah. think you're right. They, yeah. they take things for granted. And I really want A Brief History of Naperville to be um, an eye-opener for those that have lived mm -hmm. here their entire life. And I want it to be that welcome mat for those who just moved here last yeah. week. Yeah. So what aspects of Naperville history do you think deserve more attention? What do you think? Um, I really think that the 20th century okay. needs more attention as a whole. I mean, there, like I said, the corridor came, a lot of industries came, mm -hmm. but that was a boom to our suburbs, to our schools, I mean to our subdivisions rather, right. uh, and to our schools, and, and to the activities that were recreated or, or were inspired uh, during the mm -hmm. late 70s, early 80s, the last fling, uh, for yeah. example, and things that really wanted to bring community together. Right. And I know you love to tell stories mm -hmm. and tell a lot of stories about Naperville history, but which ones do you like to share the most when you're, when you're talking about Naperville? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I had always been a A to Z type of person uh -huh. uh, for events or influence of those events, but I'm really finding out, having met so many Napervillians and their families who have opened their doors to me, yeah. that I really enjoy telling the story of a particular person or a particular event in that family's uh, yeah. history. And um, the cover, I want to know, yes. did, you, did you, so a lot of authors when it comes to cover art right. really don't have a lot of choice, but I'm assuming that you had some choice. I, I had a couple yeah. <laughs> requests yeah. okay. and, and one of them was, uh, was honored. I, I asked Marianne Listen Kuhn, local artist, mm -hmm. if I could use her image that, from a limited edition print that hangs in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I asked my partner, Robert, if I could use that, because yeah, it's his yeah, image. Right. And they both agreed yes. Yeah. And Marianne was very impressed uh, that I would want to use yeah, it. And, but all the other images on, on the cover and how the layout of the book, I selected the images on the inside, okay. about 69, yeah. 70 images. Right, that's great. Images uh, but they that. chose where to put them in relation to the yeah. text and, and did the layout yeah. of the book. Oh, I love the cover. Thank I you. I really do. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, what is your earliest recollection? that you loved history. How old were you? And do you remember what it was that really captured your imagination thinking about what history is in the past? It, it, I think the earliest recollection, and I was just reviewing this the other day, yeah. was Lincoln's New Salem. Oh, my, okay. I, I grew up on both sides of my family with uh, antiques and stories. Everything had a story. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was definitely, you know, into history, but I definitely remember going to Lincoln's New Salem and, and being amazed that people could live like that. Yeah, right. and, and it really wasn't until my senior year in high school that I determined that history would be my yeah. profession. So that's when your real passion kicked in. The yeah. passion kicked yeah, in. Right. In community college, I took every history course available. <laughs> um, and my first internship was at uh, Senator Pettigrew's house in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, wow, yeah. And and to see that he built a wing of his house for a museum back in the 1890s, it was, I don't know, a light bulb went on and yeah. I just said, yeah, this is what I want to do. Okay. So, so tell us about the journey to publication and working with History Press and, mm -hmm. and was it different than what you've experienced before and did you enjoy the whole journey and the process of getting it? Actually, I, I did enjoy the journey. I mean, it was difficult, um, but they did make it very easy. There were deadlines. There was you know, of course, a contract. Um, and there I had an editor, and we went through many drafts. Yeah. 
Um, they had suggestions. They, they sent a book out, you know, little tips for new authors type thing, or for authors. I mean, yeah, I'm sure right, they said yeah, new. Yeah. Um, I had self-published before in the past, or I'd published um, with the uh, Peoria Historical mm -hmm, Society. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there I had vast resources at, at my fingertips until I self-published, where I laid the book out myself, and I did, you know, of course, all the research and the imaging and, and, and all that, and then paid for it. Uh, History Press, uh, you know, they, they took care of all that. Yeah, they took care right. of the printing and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. So I, I was very pleased. No, I love the way it came together. It's really a wonderful book. So what do you hope people are going to take away from Naperville, A Brief History? What, do you, what is your hope when they, when they read this and, and pick it up? I, I'm really hoping that they'll connect with it. Whether they're from Naperville or not, they're going to say, oh, I remember that, yeah, or right. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And um, even those who live in Naperville, I, I really think that they'll connect to a past that they had forgotten. Yeah, and I think they're going to learn a lot of stuff they didn't know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. So I'm hoping this is going to be, and I know it will be, it will be on every school library shelf in this city. Okay. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are going to want to have it as well, because mm -hmm. I don't think, we've never had such a comprehensive history of our of our, our city. So, yeah. yeah. So, Brian, I end these interviews with a little quiz. Okay. Now. You know, we're, we're in a bookstore, so yes. this is this is an author on his reading. Okay. So it's kind of a lightning round. So whatever occurs to you first, it will be your answer. All right. And you, you can't go wrong. So okay. All answers are correct. <laughs> all right. So, okay, what was your favorite book as a child? Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. All right. How about a favorite book in high school that still stayed with you to this day? Uh, Prayer for Owen Meany. Oh, I love that book. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about college? Similar book. Ooh, college. <laughs> I took so many history courses well, that, that I didn't really have a lot of novel <laughs> yeah, reading. Yeah. Um, I, well, I couldn't anything. even tell you. Could it even be history? What was your favorite? Well, I, I took a course um, in Vietnam, Vietnamese history, yeah. and I can't remember the title of it. Um, but it was it was a very I, it was a opening door to really what happened in Vietnam even before America was involved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, how about a favorite historian? Do you have oh. one? Oh, hmm, that's interesting too. Or even someone who writes great narrative, you know, nonfiction like you. Well, I have to say Eric Larson so, has to be yeah. right up there. And of course that's more recent. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the way he tells a story using actual facts is, is yeah. well, and it's not really a book, but Ken Burns does an amazing yeah. job of documentaries. Right. Sure. Okay, have you ever faked reading a book? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> no, uh, why would I? <laughs> oh, no, 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 because right. that's a true, that's a true, the man who wants the facts, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, 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 because most of us will, will say, you know, like, my, mine's always Ulysses, you know, so. Oh, right. <laughs> no, well, if, if someone yeah. says, have you written now? Yeah. No, right. I tried. Okay. Sorry, I oh, can't good. read Harry Potter. I'm, I'm I don't glad. know why, okay. but. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, what about a, a book you've been an evangelist for? You could not tell enough people they had to read it. So what book would I recommend? Yeah, or a book of any book you've read that you want to tell people they have to read it. Count of Monte Cristo. I mean, that, that is the book that I would take on a deserted island. I mean, there's hope, there's adventure, there's um, the promise of a better life. Right. Oh, okay, the college book, Les Miserables. Ah, yeah, okay. in the Practically in the original, half of it was still in French or yeah. something, but wow. yeah, it was a very old edition. Okay. All right, and if you could have a dinner yourself, mm. and then choose three other authors, mm -hmm. alive or dead, mm -hmm. who would those three be? 
Well, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, yeah. William Blake, who's sort of an artist poet. Yeah. Um, and the third one, I think I would want Eric Larson. Okay. I, I just I just want to know really what makes him tick. How does he get in there and yeah. just make it so real? Yeah, that'd be a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to be a fly or some kind of bug on the wall. Okay. okay. All right. And what was the last book you gave as a gift? Oh well, that was uh, Bobby Feastler's Tinderbox. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. Mm -hmm. And what are you reading now? I am reading actually. It's called The Black Count. And oh it, well, there you go. It, it is about uh, Alexandre Dumas that's and his father, father. Yeah. and and uh, how his father, the Black Count, right. who uh, influenced uh, early well France during the Revolution. Right. So. Right. And that book won a lot of awards. I love that book. And too. the and yeah. the way he starts that book where he is in a small village in France, wants to go to their archives, but the archivist died in transit while he got there, and he didn't know if he was going to get in to see these records. Right. It's just an amazing yeah, adventure, yeah. just right off the bat. Yeah, and that's another book that reads like, it reads better than fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah. Okay, 100%. All right. A plus. Okay. Okay, Brian, thank you so much for well, sitting down. Well, thank you, with Becky. Me. And congratulations. We thank are so you. excited for thank this you. book, and we're so glad it's finally here. And we're me gonna too. we're gonna have a great celebration tonight. Thanks. So. Looking forward to it. Great conversation with historian and expert on Naperville history, Brian Og, with his brand new book. It's called Naperville: A Brief History. You've got to have this book if you love this city. Everyone should have it on their shelves. Thanks for joining me on Authors Reveal.